The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. To our Lord, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. As we go into the Word, we thank you for opening our eyes to see and our ears to hear in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Glory to God! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. We turn it around in the name of Jesus. We turn it around in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To those who are believing God for a change, for a divine intervention, we turn it around in the name of Jesus. Though it looks lost. Do everything seems lost. Remember, the name of Jesus is a strong tower. They that run into it are safe. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. We're going to be looking at favor. Now, most of us are online watching from our homes or commute from work or, you know, in our offices. So I want you to pay attention to the teaching. Praise God. Colossians chapter number four. Colossians chapter number four. All right, if you're watching hooked up to a live stream, can you share the live stream? If you're on Facebook, share it. Um, if you're on YouTube, also you can share the link so that you can have and bring many more people into um, into the live stream. Now you can share what you're learning, all right, by using the hashtag OIKEA spreading. All right, OIKEA spreading, you can do that on Twitter. All right, so that people can find what it is that you are learning. Praise God. Colossians chapter number four. We've just finished a wonderful conference. Awesome. The fire of God fell. You know, people were stirred up. But you see, after such a powerful conference, what next? What are you supposed to do after? You know, if you take gasoline... And you take a match, light a match, and you light it on the gasoline. What's going to happen? You're going to find out that there will be a combustion. You know, fire is going to come up, right? All right. You see, that fire that comes up and starts burning will not burn for a long time. If it is just gasoline and, and fire. What would ensure that that fire burns for a long time is if you have wood there, right? Right, then you have somebody who is monitoring the intensity of the flame and who ensures that when one wood gets burned out, another wood is put in there so that the flame and the fire continues burning. Which means that ignition is not enough, there needs to be a system in place to keep fire continually burning. Praise the Lord. Ignition is not enough. There needs to be a system in place to keep fire continually burning. And what fire am I talking about? I'm talking about the fire of ministry. The fire of ministry. Ministry fire is a fire that you ought to keep burning. There are a lot of people who sit down in their homes, who read their Bible, who are getting love revelations, who get filled with the Spirit, who, you know, watch online, go to church, have a wonderful time. But when it comes to actual ministry fire, actual ministry activity, you don't find them doing anything. 
Ministry fire is not enough to be ignited. It actually needs a system in place to keep that fire burning. Look at Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. Paul, in writing to the Colossian church, he says, All right, if you start from verse 15, let us start from 15. He says, Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphas and the torch which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans. He now says, And that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. 17 now says, He says, And say to Archippus. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. That word fulfill there means to complete it. Alright, complete it. It means that ministry is a race. Ministry is a race, a journey committed to you to your hand. It's committed to your hand, and it is something that has a beginning and has an end. It's something that has a beginning, all right, that and has an end. And it's very, very important for us, all right, to see this. It's something that has a beginning and has an end. So that means you will not run the rest of ministry forever. There is a beginning and an end. And if there is a beginning and there is an end, it means that there are stages in ministry. Now, when we are talking about ministry, many times, many folks make this mistake of always thinking we are referring to pastoring standing behind a pulpit. No, every one of us is not called to be a founder or to start a church, all right, all right. No, not everybody is called to do that. There is a difference between the call of ministry, that means the ministry gifts, apostle, pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, and the work of ministry. All believers are called to do the work of ministry, but not all believers are called to stand in the ministry gifts, in the ministry offices. So that means if you are a banker listening to me, you are called to the work of ministry. If you are a pharmacist listening to me, you are called to the work of ministry. If you are a dentist listening to me, you are called to the work of ministry. If you are a nurse listening to me, you are called to the work of ministry. If you are an artist, all right, you are called to the work of ministry. Because the work of ministry is a calling to all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So there is a course to run in ministry. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Praise God. I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise the Lord. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished. I have kept the faith. Can you see that? So that means Paul fought a fight and he finished his course. All right, the word course here is the Greek word dromos. What does dromos mean? Dromos means a race. A race. So that means the work of ministry can be likened to a race. Hallelujah. A race. A race that is run. There is a beginning of that race, and there is an end to that race. 
then you know, since it is a race and not a jog, you know, if you are jogging, there is no law. You can jog anywhere you want to jog. But if it is a race, there are rules. Praise God. Because if you are going to run a race, praise God, and run it well, then you are supposed to run it in such a way that you get a crown. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. All right, look at what it says. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse 8 now says, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Hallelujah. What does it show us? It shows us that in the race of ministry, there is a crown at the end of it. When you run the race as you ought to run it, there is a crown to be received at the end. We are not just running aimlessly. We are not running without hope. There is a reward that will be given to those who run the race. Praise the Lord. There is a reward to, given to those who run the race. Now, it's very important for us to note and to keep in mind that the work of a ministry cannot be done with um, the might of the flesh. It cannot be done with the might of the flesh. There is the necessity of the energy of the Spirit to do the work of ministry. The energy of the Spirit to do the work of the ministry. If you turn your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19, you see a very interesting story there. 1 Kings chapter 19, very, very interesting story. Now, <laughs> um, Elijah had just finished handling the um, prophets of Baal. I think I explained what was at stake during the teaching on angels, correct? Uh, yeah, by the way, in this month of April, first services in Sulere are going to be teaching on fallen angels and demons. Hallelujah. Yes. You're going to love it. Glory to God. We're going to demystify everything. Now, 1 Kings chapter number 19 says, And Ab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and without how he had slain all prophets with the swords. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, Don't let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there, telling you that, this person called Jezebel was more senior in sorcery than all the prophets of Baal combined. That Elijah ran. Praise the Lord. Elijah was not a mean prophet. He was not one yeah, yeah, prophet. A woman threatened him. And he took her seriously to the point that Elijah ran and began to despair of life. Jezebel was no ordinary woman. Are you following what I'm saying? There are levels. Are you following? So one prophet, he said, he went there and said, if you can call down fire, call down fire. But he, um, um, you know, because Jezebel was a witch. Glory to God. Witch. The moment she spoke, fear was ministered to the prophet's life. <laughs> fear and depression. So you can see. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. And came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. 
Boy himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. <laughs> and as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold then, an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise, and what? Eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, and taught him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is toward great for thee. So that means there is a spiritual eating that is necessary for the journey of ministry. You are not going to be able to run the race of ministry with the arm of the flesh. For the arm of the flesh will fail you. Hallelujah. Verse 8, it says, And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Oreb, the mount of God. So you see, there is a um, place, there is, you understand, the necessity, all right, of being, you know, a systemic way of keeping that fire on, keeping that fire burning. And one of those things that is necessary for you to keep the fire burning is what you feed on. What you feed on and the regularity with which you feed on it. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to the first part, you know, the things about fervor, spiritual fervency. All right. What you feed on and the regularity with which you feed on it. You notice in the case of Elijah, the angel made him feed twice. And on the strength of that food, he was able to go 40 days. Hallelujah. The mistake you can make after a meeting like CRC is to try to live in the euphoria of the meeting. The purpose of meetings is not for us to say what a great meeting we had. No. The purpose of meetings is to do a work in you, ignite a fire in you, ignite a passion in you, to set you on the direction you are supposed to travel in. After that meeting, your responsibility is to what now travel in that direction. Praise the Lord. You now travel in that direction. Which would mean that the meeting is a reset. It's supposed to reprogram you and put you in the direction you ought to go. All right? In terms of ministry. So let us start with the first one. The word. The word. Everyone here must be systematic in their consumption of the word. You must be systematic in your consumption of the word. Have a system about it. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. But this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but in it shall thou what? Meditate what? Day and night. So you see there a system of meditation. A system of study. It has to be religious. You know, we often say Christianity is not a religion. All right? All right? Yes, that's true. Because Christianity is the reception of the life of God into a man. But the reception of that life would bring about religious habits. Are you following? Religious what? Habits. Things you will do daily. Repeatedly. Why? Because until it is repeated, there is no conviction. Repetition is the proof of conviction. Glory to God. 
Repetition is the proof of conviction. Repetition is the proof of condition. What is not religiously carried out is not properly believed. And there is no proper conviction about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you must have a systematic approach to feeding on the word. So, how do you feed on the word? Do you feed twice a day? Do you feed by reading, then by listening? Hallelujah. When is your listening and when is your reading? Praise God. When are you reading and when are you studying? Reading the Bible and studying the Bible are not the same. Now, all of these things you are going to do, all of these approaches you are going to have to the Word of God is going to be the energy or spirit energy you will run with. Because when you try to do ministry without feeding on the Word, what will result is born out. You will burn out. You will get to a point where there is no strength to go on, but you are going on, and you will get easily offended, easily irritated, easily annoyed. You now begin to talk about taking breaks from ministry. The break you are saying you want to take is not because you need a break. It's because you are low on spirit food. You are low on the word. You don't have a systematic way of feeding. So develop a systematic way of feeding on the word. Have active feeding practices and passive feeding practices. I'm giving you practical now. Have active feeding practices and passive feeding practices. Now, what do I mean by passive? Let me start with passive feeding practices. Where you just leave a message on, just around you. You are walking, doing some stuff, but the message is playing. You understand? You're not sitting down there taking notes. Away. You know, you are just allowing instead of some other thing, other media playing. Just let the word play. Passive. You are driving to work. You let the word play. Instead of the radio playing and somebody singing about a lady's body parts or a guy's um, sleeping with her, you know, whatever on the thing, you cut that out. You allow the word play. Passive listening. You understand? You are not really. You understand? You are in the car or in the bus. You get earplugs and you just play messages. Passive. Every single time you are listening to those messages, what you are doing is you are inundating your soul, all right, with eternal realities, eternal truths. The Spirit of God that powers the words when it is taught now begins to infuse your soul with energy. You understand, with energy and ability, you now find that strength to do is ministered to you. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Yeah, that's what you do. Now, that's passive. Now, when it now comes to active feeding practices. Now, when we talk about active feeding practice, the first thing we need to deal with, we need to deal with regularity. How many times do you feed how many times do you feed your natural body? Do you feed your natural body three times a day? Right? All right. Do you feed your natural body two times a day? All right. Feed your spirit at least as many times as you feed your natural body. All right. Have a system to it. So, for example, you could say, when I wake up, immediately I wake up, I must read the word. Are you following? Now, we have LifeGate. All right. The devotional that has Bible scriptures. 
all right bible reading that you can just have and read you can use that why because that one already has the scriptures and chapters of the bible for the whole year such that it's designed to ensure you read the whole bible in one year praise the lord as i praise the lord yes so just read it so as you're reading you know now listen there is a difference between reading and studying you need to do both glory to god for reading all right you just take the bible and you read just read let your minds hug the scriptures let your mind be exposed to the scriptures let the words of the scriptures seep into your subconscious and your conscious mind because as you are doing that there is a cleansing going on hallelujah there is purification of your mind going on you now begin to find out that certain wrong thoughts that were seeming to have the dominion or ascendancy over you all right by virtue of you going through the scriptures you just find that all of those things now begin to lose their hold and lose your power and lose your you understand you find out you you know before you slept you've made up your mind you're going to do this wrong by the time you read the word of god the ability to say no i'm not doing this yes i'm doing this you know you know you know that is what the ministration of the word does to you so just read praise god if you're a new believer you could start reading you know all right maybe you're, you're not yet you don't yet understand all the old testament and stuff just read john read matthew read all of those stories praise god when i was growing up in christ i read the stories a lot i read the the judges i read the first king the second kings i read you know the genesis a lot i read the exodus a lot i read the stories a lot i read the roots i read all of it a lot I went over and over and over just read ensure your mind is exposed to the scriptures praise the lord praise the lord well, that's active then all right the, you know you actively read the scriptures then you know then you now or actively study the scriptures now what does it mean to study to study means that you are not just going to read it you are going to do comparison you understand you are going to take down the things you are learning all right from what you read so with study you take notes personally personal studies you and the word all right and you have your writing material and you are taking notes praise the lord now i don't start going to the different kinds of study you can do all of that is covered under the subject bible Bibliology and what? Biblical hermeneutics is on Telegram and it's on the, uh, our website. You can get that and look at the different types of study, topical study, word study, testamental study, you know, all of that. You can look at that and you can now apply that. So you can study the scriptures. Praise the Lord. That's one way. Then always have a system of actively, I spoke to you about passively listening to messages, right? Then have a way of Actively listen to messages. Where you listen to a message and you take notes. You understand? You take notes. Oh, yes. You take notes. You take notes. You take notes. You take notes. Write what you learn. You pause. Rewind. You take. You understand? Until you have an understanding. You see, the man who is given to listening to messages, what that man is doing is that he's tapping into another minister or another believer's decade. Of experience in the word of God and is getting it in one hour or two. So you will now find that you will not have to start your Bible study from where the person you are listening to started. So you are leveraging on what they know. Are you following? Are you following? So you know, make sure you give yourself to listening active and taking notes to messages. 
You know one thing I found about the enemy, the devil? The devil makes us think that we actually don't have enough time. I, I mean, if you have, you know, oh, there's not much time. It's actually a myth. You have time. It's the truth. You know, one of the things that I find very much is that some folks that work and they go out in the morning and come back late at night, they still have time to watch Netflix. Praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, um, Queen. Is it Queen? Is it Queen? The Queen. That Queen series. It's Queen now. The crown. You know, it won't watch itself. Praise God. How to get away with murder. It won't watch. You just find that this person that complains of not having time has watched it. Somebody can come back at 10 a.m., 10 p.m. at night. Just comes down and wants to eat something by 10.30. Let me just chill a beg. I have had a stressful day. Boom. That person has started doing binge watching of a series till 4 a.m. Same person that was tired. And that person will sleep 4 a.m., wake up like 6.30 and go again. Oh, so what happened? Ah, I didn't really sleep much. We make time for what we make time for. Make time for active listening to the word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, we have Telegram channel. We have what? Let me tell you something. For example, I listen a lot to our messages. I listen to what I preach. Praise God. I think the last preacher, the last two preachers I listen to, they are teaching is Femi Olalea. Praise God. Because Mr. Femi must draw from Pastor Femi. Mr. Femi must be blessed by from what? Pastor Femi. Yes. Because when I'm ministering, I'm ministering under the anointing of the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. So the man must receive from the minister. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I'm just driving. I don't, I'm just driving. I just play some message from Telegram. Just click the Telegram button. And boom, use my Bluetooth of my car. And it's blaring through my speakers. I'm just listening to the word. Listening to the word. And I'm getting blessed. I'm getting blessed. I'm not going to waste that commute time. Praise the Lord. So the word, you need that energy. Just like the angel said to Elijah. He said, eat. For the journey is what? It's far. Your journey is still far. We have a long way to go. Praise the Lord. We have a what? A long way to go. The journey is far. There are many years ahead. So we must eat for that journey. Glory to God. I said glory to God. We must eat for the journey is far. Now you see, in a church like this, the truth you need to realize is because we are an army. We are a family, but we are an army. Glory to God. You know, you know, you could also liken, like, for example, you know, Paul, when he's trying to explain things about ministry, he uses certain um, earthly, secular terms, all right, to communicate it. For example, in First Corinthians chapter 9, he talks about, he uses boxers, right? He uses boxer, all right, those who, you know, as, not as though beating against the air. Then the next one he talks about, he talks about, Athletes who are running a race. Praise God. He talks about running, all right, and running in such a way as to win. Praise the Lord. All right. So you find out that, you know, a boxer and an athlete, all right, is speaking to, okay, uh, you know, how, how ministry is supposed to be thought of. Then the last example he uses for ministry is a warrior, a soldier. He says, they which war do not entangle themselves with the things of what? 
of this world. Are you following that? So that means you must be conscious of the fact that you are a soldier. You are in an army. Hallelujah. And the strength of an army is its weakest link. Glory to God. You know, no matter how Asna, if Asna has um, 11 players and 10 of them were down the mess, praise God, all they need is a, a boy, glory to God, to be in that team. Just one a boy is enough to mess up their Champions League chances. Are you following what I'm saying? So you see, no matter how star studded the team is, one weak link is a problem. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise God. I said, praise God. So that's why in a church, in a local church, you must make sure, I will not be the weak link. I'm going to be a strong link. Are you following what I'm talking about? Praise God. That is why concerns and focus will be placed on every single member to make sure that every single member is strong in the Lord. Because where everybody is strong in the Lord, the devil will be put to flight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the food, diet. Now you also have to be very, very mindful of what you feed on. It is good. There are many wonderful teachers in the body of Christ. We thank God for them. But your primarily, primary place of feeding should be your local church. Your primary place of feeding should be what? Your local church. So that when you open your mouth and talk, we can say that you have contacted the culture of that church. What comes out of your mouth should be what comes out of the mouth of people that attend that church. Are you following what I'm saying? Very, very important. Not that you'll be talking and we'll be wondering, where are you from? What is, what, who is this one? You understand what I'm talking about? Glory to God. You're in the choir and you're leaking, leaking songs and we are wondering, which kind of song is this person singing? Where did you come from? You understand? Which cloth? Do you get what I'm saying? All right? You should get to a point where, all right, you have so been indoctrinated by the teachings of the ministry that when people hear you talk, they say, oh, we know where you are from. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. This is important. This is important. You know, one of the things I love about our churches, if I ask somebody what is baptism, this person will say the same thing as this other person, this other. Why there is unity of faith, there is unity of doctrine. It's important. And that will only happen where there is consistency and repetition in listening to those messages. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I think it is actually an act of indiscipline for you to be listening to a subject from another preacher where you have not listened to what your pastor has said about it. You understand? You know, this is what your pastor has said about it. You know, someone comes and says say that. Um, if you are in Jesus Christ, all right, you can be um, generationally cursed. And then a person says that if you are in Jesus, you are generationally blessed. Any curse is illegal. You know, they are not saying the same thing. If another person says, Alright, you can lose the Holy Spirit. And that person says, you cannot lose the Holy Spirit. They are not saying the same thing. Praise the Lord. They are not saying the same thing. So, you, it is good for you to hear one from your local church and to be strong in that knowledge. I don't know what you understand what I'm saying. You see, 
For example, I remember I was talking to somebody one time and we we're talking about eternal salvation. And he was saying that he belongs to a particular church and he's always fighting with them, telling them that the believer cannot lose salvation. Believer cannot lose salvation. You understand? Now, while in that church, he will be feeling like a star. I, I don't know. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It will feel like a star because it's like saying, oh, we cannot lose salvation. We cannot lose salvation. He's feeling like a star because he feels that he has, he's in custody of one another like that. But the truth about it is that that thing he's saying, he does not know it as well as he ought to know it. Because he's still arguing primary school level with the people there. But if he were in a church where, I mean, it's, it's even the one, two, three basic stuff. You understand? And they go ahead to teach that thing in depth. You will now find that even thing I'm doing, I'm a champion of, I don't even know it as much as I ought to know it. Praise God. Feed at home well. That's the instruction. Feed where? At home. Well. There is something called good spiritual upbringing. Just like good physical upbringing. I mean, you know, one of the things about good physical upbringing, you want to eat mama's food. Praise the Lord. You want to have breakfast where? At home. When you were growing up, what did they do? Before you went for school, they'll make food for you. Is that not correct? Is that not correct? Then the one you will eat in school, they'll pack it for you. You know that it is not normal for the parents to design a system where the child practically always ate outside. Is that correct? As a properly brought up child of God in this church, do not design your palate, your spiritual palate, to hunger for food outside when there is food at home. Feed on what we teach you here. Praise the Lord. Feed on where, what you feed here so that you can look like the people that are here. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. All right, feed, listen to the messages. They have, they, we have intentionally, Okia Christian Center is a very intentional church. Very intentional. There's nothing here that is by accident. Nothing. Very intentional. There is a reason why there's the Telegram channel. There is a reason why the messages are there. There's a reason why there's a, the messages are on the, WhatsApp, this, uh, on, the, on, on, the, on the website. There's a reason why every Sunday you will find somebody come to exhort here for 10 minutes. There's a reason. It's training. Then the person that exhorts for 10 minutes will soon be exhorting for one hour Sunday service, full service. He will handle the service. It's training. So it is a, it's a wheel. When you come to the church for the first time, you sit at the back. Then you now, from that, you now join the membership class. We take you on that 10 weeks course. Then after we finish the membership class, all right, you can now, now join the workforce. While you are serving, you now join the workers. The maturity class. You finish another 10 weeks. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. After you have done that, you would have understood the doctrine. And you've stayed in the church for a while. Then we now begin to hand the responsibility over to you. Obviously, during that period, you have gone for evangelism. I'm going to talk about evangelism in a moment. You would have gone for evangelism. You would have, you know, we've seen your evangelism going for outreaches and things like that. Then we now see this person is serious and all. Because you see, there are a lot of people that do not have the discipline of attending a local church. They are in disciplined souls. Two years, 10, I mean, 10 churches. 
Listen, spiritual maturity is not about jumping about all the places. You understand? There are a lot of people that are that way. They are busy bodies. They are busy bodies. Oh, it's up in there. They are there. Oh, it's up in there. They are there. Oh, it's up in there. They are very agitated. Never in a state of rest. Glory to God. They've had five fathers in the Lord in two years. And all of them, my father. My father. My father. Uh, my father. Now, oh, Pastor, is my father. Pastor, this one. In, how, how, are, you, are you a monster? How can five people father you in two years? Are you not ashamed? It's shame not they catch you. In fact, this thing I always find is something that I always amazing. The way and the speed at which people change fathers. There was a day like this in this church. This was a while, a while ago. A lady. She came to give testimony. And the testimony went like this. Father, I just, our brethren, I just want to thank God for all God is doing in my life. This church, oh my God. I just, God told me and appeared to me. And told me to come to each other. Pastor Femi is my father. Oh, is my father forever. My father forever. I mean, I just thank God for the word. I was single then. So a lot of people said things. You understand? <laughs> you get? So, <laughs> I mean, my father forever. Something, something. The lady left the church nine months after that. What was the issue? There was no person that was asking her to marry. You understand? So I was a father until she could find someone to marry. And apparently, I just asked my wife to marry me then. So those father things died naturally. Praise God. So you have people like that. Don't be that kind of Christian. Be planted somewhere. Listen, it is only the seed that is planted that grows. The seed that stays at the surface doesn't grow. It is the only the seed that plant is planted that what that grows. As a Christian, be planted. You are coming to Ikea. Be planted there. Don't be a visitor. Don't be a guest to come and be and not doing analysis. Yes, you came for CRC. You were greatly blessed. Hands were laid on you. Fire! You said, oh my God, the fire of God was on. I felt the glory. I saw into the celestial. I saw into the ecclesia. I saw the angels. I saw the cherubim. I saw the seraphims. And we were dancing and we were come back together in the heavenly blessing. Listen to me. After everything, be planted. Praise God. Be planted. Spiritual encounters can become a distant memory. What makes it last is systems. A system. A system. Be planted. Be planted in Oikea. Be planted in the local church. Sit your bomb bomb down and hear the word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we talked about feeding on the word. Now, after we've talked about feeding, when you feed, how many of you eat? Then you sit down and do nothing. Feeding has a purpose. Is that correct? Come on. Feeding has a purpose. So that means if there is a feeding part, there must be what? An exercise part. An execution part. Is that correct? Now, the exercise part that we're talking about when it comes to ministry are twofold. Number one is prayer. And the second is evangelism. Or even let us make it three. Prayer, evangelism, then service. 
prayer, evangelism, and service. The moment feeding on the word goes out of your life, prayer will go out of your life also. It is a lifestyle of feeding on the word that actually gives energy to your prayer life. This is why whenever you find yourself, you know, if you find yourself consistent, consistently sinning and sinning and sinning, one of the things the devil will want to use that sin you committed to do is to try to get you away from the word because he will try to make you feel too dirty to feed on the word. Because he knows that the way out of whatever sin or addiction, all right, is through the word. He knows if you feed on the word of God, then you will pray. And as you pray, the ability to stay out of what you should stay out of, you will walk in it. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you give yourself to praying. Ephesians 6.18, praying always. With all manner of prayer and what? Supplication. Alright? Praying always. Thessalonians 5.23. No, 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Pray and don't stop. Pray and don't stop. Pray and don't stop. Pray and don't stop. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Very important. So feeding will lead to the activity praying. Praying in the Spirit. Now, with praying in the Spirit... Make it something that is part of your life. Now, there are two ways to go about praying in the Spirit. The first way is to have designated times where you pray in the Spirit. Designated time. So this is formal. Where, okay, from 6 to 7 or 6 to 8, I will be praying in the Spirit. Or maybe I'm going to, you know, there's uh, the, the, the church prayer 6 a.m. to 7 o'clock every morning and 10 p.m. to 11 every night. So you can say, okay, I'll join the corporate prayer, 6 a.m. to 7. Then I'll do an extra 30 minutes or an extra hour by myself. You see, while the church corporate prayers are good, all right, do not make, it a, don't make a mistake of only praying when the church is praying. Have a personal time when it is you praying. The reason why is that you, if you, if you, if you don't make, if you're not careful, if you only pray when the church is praying, you will find it difficult to pray when your airtel line does not have data service. You will find that you will not be able to pray because you are not hearing somebody leading you in prayer, and that is a mistake. So you must have, all right, a prayer life, a personal prayer life hallelujah so you can have that the formal place where you are praying all right then you can have that culture of prayer or a culture of fellowship where you are always in that attitude of prayer where you carry that culture that lifestyle of praying even away from that formal you understand what i'm talking about Formal kneeling down, standing by your bed, or you know, you in the car driving, you're talking in tongues. You're washing, you're talking in tongues. You're watching television, you're talking in tongues. Whenever you can, you are talking in tongues. Praise God. Praise God. You have and have that attitude of praying. Attitude of praying. Now, the former times when you pray, they are systems which means no matter what this is my time to pray this is when i have time to pray 
all right you can have i pray in the mornings or you can have i pray in the night whatever it is but you have that time to pray you say this is the time then you do it then apart from that time you can now have all right you know informal times of fellowshipping with the spirit via talking in tongues talking in tongues regularly you are alone you are talking in tongues hallelujah you see all of the speaking in tongues edifies your spirit first corinthians chapter 14 3 and 4 all right um, paul says in 40, verse 14 18 he says i thank my god that i speak with tongues what more than ye all hallelujah if the uh, apostle that wrote half of the new testament is thanking god that he spoke in tongues more than everybody all right, it means that if I want to succeed like he did, I should speak in other tongues. John G. Lake said, tongues is the making of my ministry. All right, Kenneth Hagin says, all right, there's any other activity he does when I hear nothing, it is praying in the spirit. Glory to God. Praying in the spirit. Pastor Chris, same thing. Praying in the spirit. Pastor Ye Adeboye always has prayer works when he's praying in the spirit. David, Bishop David Oyedepo, same old thing. Praying in the spirit. All right, develop a culture of praying in the spirit outside or mouth sitting down somewhere to pray glory to god develop it make it a culture make it a lifestyle and one of the things that's going to happen when you do that is that you will never get to a point when you will say i need fire no you will always be on fire glory to god you'll always be on what on fire now the second thing to do, all right, the second thing we'll, we'll look at, we're talking about prayer. After we fed, we pray. The next thing is evangelism. Evangelism. Favor. Evangelism. Evangelism is the platform where which God would begin to demonstrate and manifest the power and glory and the ability of his spirit that is within you because if you look at acts 1 8 it says but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in jerusalem in judea in samaria and unto the uttermost part of the world it means very clearly the reason the spirit of god comes upon is to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is that correct? It means that if the purpose of the Spirit coming upon is to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you will only be able to maximize or fully express the Spirit of God when you are in the act of witnessing. Praise the Lord. Acts 2. Holy Ghost came. They spoke in tongues. But the next thing we see is that they were what? Witnessing of Christ's resurrection. Acts 3, Peter and John heal a man, all right, at the gate beautiful for one purpose, to be able to, after that man gets it, to be able to what? Witness. Hallelujah. So that means the Spirit of God, who the Holy Ghost power, is not given to you for design. is given to you to witness. If you want to see the power of God move through your life like never before, ensure you are given to evangelism. Preach the gospel. As you preach the gospel, the power behind it will be greatly manifested as you preach. The church that actually will find that flows a lot in the power of God will be a church that goes to preach. 
And if you go to preach the gospel a lot, you will be given to prayer. Because when you go out to the field to preach, you will understand that prayer is needed. Hallelujah. Amen. And you cannot pray until you are fed on the word properly. Are you following? Because as you see, that's why you see everything eh, is tied to action. Some of you, your Christian life is boring and dry because all you do is feed. You don't act. There is nothing you just want to just come to church, hear the word, and you go. You just want to come, let them just preach, let us our life be better. You understand? Amen. I said amen. Praise the Lord. So evangelism, you share. You are in a bus. Amen. You are in a bus. Preach the gospel in the bus. There are some woke people that will say you are disturbing the peace of the people in the bus. Well, nobody told me anything, but the driver who is playing nonsense song is disturbing my peace. So at least let me disturb their peace with the gospel. Amen. And as far as nobody shuts me up, I think we are cool. Glory to God. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Practice stopping people and say, can I have five minutes on your time? I want to share the gospel with you. Five minutes, go ahead and share it. Praise God. Have a tract. You know, we had this thing we printed that has the gospel message on it. Have that with you. Then after you finish, give it to them. Praise God. You don't have to rush them into saying any prayer. Because remember I've said, what saves a man? What saves a man? Believing the gospel. It is not prayer that saves a man. It is believing the gospel that what? Saves a man. The prayer or whatever confession he says is because he has what? Believed. The Bible says, with the heart, man what? Believed unto righteousness. All right? With the mouth, confession is made unto what? Salvation. So that means the first thing is that he believes. Is this clear? Is this clear? So share the gospel. Share the gospel. Then the third thing you do is that you serve in your local church. Let me tell you something. Do you know the people that often cause trouble in a local church? The people that always go on social media and talk stuff, usually they are the ones that don't do all of this I'm talking about, including serving in the local church. Serve in the local church. Do not be a bystander. Now, I heard a lot of people say things like, ah, Pastor, the reason why I don't want to serve in local church is that I've had a bad experience. Okay, for example, you have some folks that don't want to get close to the pastor of a church because maybe they are a lady and um, some nonsense happened between them and one pastor. Oh, yeah, sorts of st stuff like that. Praise God. Now, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that those things don't happen and abuses don't occur. They do occur. Praise the Lord. Well, at least I can thank God that here, God has helped us so far and He continually helps us that such abuses don't happen here in Jesus' name. Uh -huh. So, we, we, we serve in the local church. Serve. Pick a department, serve there. Oh, ushering, serve there. Choir, serve there. Media, serve there. Whatever, serve. Children, serve. Listen, serving in a local church is being planted there. Being planted in a local church is not in just coming every Sunday. No. Being planted in a local church means that if you do not come on a Sunday, there is an activity tied to you that will be missed. Hallelujah. Keep 
keeping the seat warm is not being planted in the local church. Praise the Lord. Being planted in local church means that you will begin to think like the pastor. Some folks actually think it is okay for them to miss a service. So I say, well, I have some... I want to ask a question. What, how would you feel if I miss the service? Uh-uh, you are the pastor. Eh, that's how you should think. That's how you should think. Because I'm the pastor. I'm planted, I'm planted here, have you? If you are planted, you should be thinking like me. Praise the Lord. So when you do all of these things, you now find out that the fire cannot die. You are listening to the word. Praise God. You are praying daily. Amen. All right. You go on evangelism daily, or at least when we say we are going on evangelism, you are you're there showing up. You don't know how to share the word and preach the gospel. Someone shows you how we drop you together with somebody and you go out and you see how it is done. Praise God. While you are going, this person is giving a word of knowledge. You're like, oh, wow. How did you do that? Praise God. And the person shows you how. How did you get better with the Holy Ghost talking in tongues? The person shows you how. You now begin to pick things up that way. Praise the Lord. Then you now, you know, you are active. You know, I remember I was talking to one young lad. Every single time this guy has been a member of church, you know, every single time he's church, he was not serving in any department. Oh, and every time I want to talk to me, oh, pastor, I need money for this. Oh, so, I mean, you've been here four years. It's always money. You don't want to serve. At first, we put this person on this. He was collecting money. And I, I stopped it. I said, no. Go and serve. That's another mistake many people make. They come to church with their needs on the sign of their head. Are you following what I'm saying? You don't want to come to church to say, meet my needs. That's only why I'm here. No. You will not be able to get the best out of a spiritual community by being needy. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, it is better to what? Give than to what? Receive. Which means that if you are going to be actually of serious use to the kingdom of Christ, you have to have the mindset that I am here to what? Give. And you find that when you have that mindset, I'm here to give, the Spirit of God will sponsor that habit. He will give you something to give. If you have the mindset, I'm here to give, you find that He will give you a word of knowledge to give. He will give you a word of wisdom to give. He will give you miracles to give. He will give you healings to give. He will give you exhortations to give. He will give you teachings to give. He will give you money to give. Praise the Lord. So you have to have that right mindset. That I'm here as a conduit. I'm here to flood. I'm here to give. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Have you learned something today? Have you learned something today? This is important. So, fire must burn systematically for it to be sustained. If it is not systematically burning, if it is not taking care of systematically, fire will die out. It will burn out. There are many people today who used to be on campus fellowship. They were papa. Papa, something, something. I know many. Campus pastor, fellowship, this thing. I don't know what they are doing right now. 
believe me, just six months of docility is enough to wipe out any fire. You will now get to a point you will be congratulating yourself that you pray 30 minutes. You will be congratulating yourself. Ah! It's 30 minutes I prayed. You that was doing 6 hours, 12 hours. You understand? You can't, you see? <laughs> the another thing the devil does is this. When the devil sees that you're on fire, one of the things he does, I mean, for example, after he CRC, fire, ah! He sees the fire like what you can see. See, he sees fire. Hey! You know what you just do? Say, what are we going to do now? You know that door he has been blocking? He will just not block it anymore. You will just see one big breakthrough just come gagago. Yes, Touch that the breakthrough and the blessings will now be a distraction. So as to keep you. Some folks, what the devil just did for them was this. Their prayer was getting too much. So he opened door to Canada for them. And as they went to Canada, some people, not everybody, you. As they went to Canada, they just went to spiritual freezer. Some is UK. They just went to UK. I have a lot of people that tell me that, ah, pastor, to pray is hard. Yeah, it's true. To pray is hard. Now, Sunday, that Sunday is like Wednesday. <laughs> They have to walk as though nothing, nothing happened. To keep the fire burning, you understand? That's what the devil does. Can lead you to a hot climate, spiritually hot climate. He will lead you to a doldrum. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you shouldn't travel. Travel low if you know the Lord is leading you. But the Lord is not leading you. Don't stay here. Because don't go and get to heaven and be doing shalai. You understand? There's, there's something I don't want to do when I get to Jebus. I don't want to do Shalai. And you see, Lord, <laughs> what are we explaining? There's no opportunity to change anything. You see, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Every time, you know, they will just bring one this thing. American visa. And the funny thing is that myself and my wife, we are catchment area. As per, it will be hard to get the thing. That's how you understand. Just medical doctor. No. They will now say, don't worry. You know, we now say, through technology. You just see me, every Sunday morning, we'll be streaming the Mr. Salmon <laughs> from America. I'll just stand in my room. So, you see the word there. <laughs> hey, hear me. Listen to me. Listen. Stay where you are on fire. Prioritize and protect your fire. Ensure that that fire never goes out. Is this clear? Is this clear? Prioritize it in the morning, reading your word, reading the word of God. All right? Listen to messages. Get on the Telegram channel. All right? Make it easy for the word to reach you. What did I say? Make it easy for what? The word to reach you. Make it easy. Sometimes, just play messages as you sleep. I used to do that sometimes. I just play messages as I sleep. And I find that I will now be hearing the message in my sleep. Then believing. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed? Lift up your hands and just speak in other tongues. Praise God. Let's bless his name.
Hallelujah. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.